Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by the very awesome Chef Jazz, a.k.a. the Green Panther Chef. Can I say a.k.a.? I mean, you're the owner of the Green Panther yes, Chef. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, a.k.a. an amazing culinary goddess genius. Um, <laughs> and today she is going to join me in discussing one of my favorite topics, and that is... Uh, the crossover or the intersection of Crohn's disease, cannabis, and infused medicine, or food as medicine. I guess we should just say that, right? Yeah. That's what it is, right? Absolutely. Food can't food is medicine if it's if it's approached correctly. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And before we get started, we're going to begin like we do every episode with uh, our fave pot, fave not pot segment, where each of us discuss our current cannabis and non-cannabis related item. It can be a movement, movie, book, tweet, whatever. So I'm going to start with my fave pot. Right now, I'm really feeling plain Jane hemp rolls. Um, They're CBD like cigarettes. That's what they look like. They they're in cigarette packets, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I'm saying that because I think it's so amazing how these can replace nicotine cigarettes. Uh, I used to smoke. Boo, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to smoke cigarettes a long time ago, and um, I didn't really have a lot of faith in how CBD uh, rolls or hemp rolls could replace something like that. And I have, you know, with all the stress that's been going on lately, I've been thinking about, well, maybe I should just try it. Like one pack won't hurt, you know? So I ordered one pack and they're so affordable. It's like $12 for uh, 20, Um, which is actually almost in line with how much the regular cigarettes cost now. (laughs) Um, And they really do relax me. They, I don't know, they, they just help me right away. I can feel it. And they don't smell bad at all. They smell really nice, actually. It, it kind of smells like you're uh, burning incense, but it's not too intense, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'm really, really into these right now. So what's your fave pot item, Jazz? I really like that. I'm going to have to try something like that up. I'm not a big smoker, but yeah. 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 So my favorite, thank you so much for having me on first. <laughs> right, I should have said that. <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, definitely my favorite pot item. I mean, it's been around for like ever, but I mean, I deal with food, you know, and it makes it really simple being in the kitchen. So yeah. my, um, yeah, my Levo oil machine. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, really I am saving that. up for that. Yeah. <laughs> that has been, that has been amazing just for like quick things, but we teach all about cooking with cannabis, but that's been great. That's awesome. 
I'm sure that that comes in handy a lot with what you're doing. Um, so my fave not pot right now is the house plant shop. Um, <clears throat> because I've recently got into plants. <laughs> a lot of people have. Right? I didn't think I could. I thought I was one of those people that always killed plants. And then I got a few and I was like, okay, this is... So anyway, cut to me finding this place called the House Plant Shop, and they had this really cool thing going on for Halloween where you could get a creepy bundle, and they would send you four mysterious um, succulents and and other plants, indoor uh-huh. plants. Oh, nice! And yeah, and they had this subscription box service where you pay like twelve dollars, and they send you two mystery plants a month. I mean, you can pick different ones. They have. They have ones for people that have plant. I mean, pets, people that want air plants, and it's really affordable. I mean, and they all came in perfect condition. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I think that's really cool. I mean, it's opened up my eyes to a whole new world. So Everyone has got a green thumb. I know I've yeah. actually picked up some more plants, too. You know? Really? Yeah. I just, first off, I love green. Number yeah. One, right? But yeah, I just love it around the house, especially having to be in just a little bit more besides when I'm doing events and things like that. But yeah, yeah. it really is a great way to like move your, to be distracted and to kind of calm yourself a bit and Mm -hmm. to actually feel like you're taking care of something, you know, that, that isn't a human or a pet. I think it's pretty cool. (laughs) And I'm also practicing for when Marilyn finally allows us to grow cannabis yeah I know thank goodness like I'm right in DC for as far as my kitchen so yeah and lucky you on that one (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's fun to experiment to tell you the truth I mean yeah I bet all the things but yeah work you know it is it is that's the thing it's like yeah (laughs) work hard play hard takes a whole new meaning Dedicate exactly. You have to dedicate time, and it's like, all right, man, you have to really be committed to be into you know growing successfully. You know, yes, yes, that's absolutely true. Um, so what's your fave not pot item right now? <laughs> so not pot. I really like the house plants, but books. I'm a big book person. I'm a podcaster. I love podcasts too. So right now, I'm reading a book. Um, Ayana from Front Row Travels actually referred. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she actually told me about this book, but Lingo, I think it's by Jeffrey Shaw. Huh. But it's, yeah, it's a really just a just a handy book. You know, so I'm into that right now. Nice. Yeah. We love Ayana. I know, uh, right? She's so cool. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. I have to check that out. What was it called again? Lingo lingo that's Mm -hmm. what I thought you said okay all right I'm definitely gonna check that out so one thing that you and I have discussed before a long time ago when our interview went poof into the air (laughs) which no one will ever hear but we will recreate something even more awesome today but anyway (laughs) we've discussed before um, and it's something that isn't discussed often but Infused food can truly put something as debilitating as Crohn's disease, which we both have, and didn't make that clear mm-hmm. earlier, into remission. Um, I mean, there is discussion about how cannabis cuisine can change the wellness landscape, and we've d- discussed it on here as well. 
Um, but I think one thing people miss out is how much food can impact our health. Um, like for people like you and I, or at least for me, uh, food was actually the enemy for a really long time. I mean, I would get a lot of questions if I went to a social gathering, like, why aren't you eating? You need to eat. You need to put on weight. Uh, well, there's several layers to that <laughs> when you have exactly. Crohn's. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a very complicated issue. So, you know, um, because of the pharmaceuticals I was on, because I was being misdiagnosed uh, repeatedly, mm. because I didn't really learn how truly holistic plant medicine was until much later, I would wind up in the hospital a lot. It, sometimes it would be just because of eating a raw onion or something like that. I mean, it was that it was it was the combination of everything, you know, that would be the thing that would set me to the hospital. Um so Jazz, I know you've had a lot of uh issues on your road to discovery <laughs> in regards to your diet, but I mean you've had a lot a lot of support growing up, but what was the turning point for you as far as understanding that cannabis could be something that could really change that for you. Yeah, um, it, it really was. After I was in probably in 2007, I was about 84 pounds. I lost basically all of my weight, I felt, you wow. know. Yeah. And I was I in did. that position, too, where people were like, eat something, just get up, just, I mean, what's the matter with you? And mm -hmm. it's, I mean, and it's really not that simple. I would have a whole plate of food in front of me, haven't eaten in two days, and I just can't eat you know, because I know either something's going to happen or I'm going to be sick. So it was to that point, I was just 84 pounds. I was bedridden. And my mother told me about cannabis and um, just being in DC and having a stigma associated. I did not want to try it, you know? Mm -hmm. So my whole breaking point was just desperation. I mean, I was on the five medications. I was mm -hmm. already down to that weight. So I was like, let me really see what can happen, you know? And mm -hmm. so, of course, I started smoking, like most mm -hmm. people do. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, coming from bedridden, I just didn't want to be in that sedative state, right. you know? And it just felt like it made me kind of foggy. I wasn't as clear-headed, you know? Right. And so, I, yeah, and so I was like, you know what? I really love cooking. I've grown up cooking. I have a passion for it. I graduated from culinary school right before my diagnosis. So, I, I'm, I mean, I love it. So I started to just play around with just um, how can I infuse it? To back up a little bit, I met a doctor in this interim who kind of taught me a few techniques, too. Mm -hmm. So I was very fortunate to meet people wow. early on in my process who could help me, you know, and really guide me down like a very specific path. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, managing Crohn's takes a lot of work, um, but it's infinitely easier when there are guides like you around. And I mean, it sounds like you've had some luck in that department as well. Um and it feels really empowering for me to see someone with the same disease educating in such an accessible way. I think there are so many misconceptions about Crohn's or other forms of IBD and how it, what it should actually look like. Mm -hmm. And many people are quick to judge your lifestyle when they hear the words chronically sick. Um, even if you're in remission, I mean, that's what you are. You're chronically ill. <clears throat> 
-hmm. How do you break down the double stigma or for lack of better description, um, of being sick and being a cannabis consumer? Yeah, um, that's why I'm big on education. Just really, we have to talk about it. That really does yeah. break down in a way because a lot of it, it does come down to ignorance. Now, people don't understand the benefits of cannabis and that the fact that chronically ill is a real thing, you know, mm -hmm. and that it should just be compassion and knowledge around it and stop being so judgy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so how do you... I mean, you have so much education as far as what you offer, but like what ways specifically do you help with that? Do you think? Definitely. I mean, one, I feel like it has to be approachable with us cooking with cannabis. You see a lot of these fancy techniques. I was talking to someone actually not too long ago and they were like, I love bong appetit, but it's like it's way over my head at this point. I wouldn't even want to try anything like that. And I mean, that's absolutely right. fine. That's totally their lane. But we really have to break it down and make it approachable. Like we're still talking about decarboxylation and people are like, what, what, hold on. And we can have a 20 minute conversation around that you know alone and so right. and also understanding yeah like what are the what are cannabinoids and right. how do you interact with your endocannabinoid system we talk about that especially for gi health you know what terpenes what should you look at what cannabinoids yeah. like we yeah. can have conversation very specific conversations just around these topics and then people are kind of like Hey, mind blown. So we do this through a lot of our educational content so you can know how to really cook with cannabis and then you can be armed yourself with that knowledge. So you can kind of say, hey, look, like you can go ahead with your stigmas and everything because I'm doing what works for me, you know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I can't even tell you how many times I've spoken to traditional doctors that disagree with what I'm doing, but then they can't argue with how much better I'm I am now. And, you know, people roll their eyes at CBD, people that are opposed to it, or people who don't really think it's, you know, people in my family who smoke cannabis, but they think CBD is, you know, just uh, whatever, a placebo. And then yeah. so you try to talk to them about the rest of it. <laughs> like THCA, for example, mm -hmm. is a game changer for me with my Crohn's disease. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Game changer. <laughs> I cannot state that enough. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, CBD, raw hemp flower oil tincture, which I'm using right now, is amazing for all the other things that come with Crohn's, like, you know, foggy headedness and migraines and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like people don't realize it's not just about having an edible and then calling it a day, you know. Um, we discussed this before, but it's it's about, like, really looking at the whole plant and how that can treat the whole person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. And when you look at it like that, it is mind blowing <laughs> like, okay. when you look at how. So, I mean, speaking to that a little bit, um, food insecurity and food deserts make having a whole diet, a whole food diet inaccessible for many people. Add to that the high cost of cannabis, depending on where you live and the added fin financial insecurity that comes with having an autoimmune disease. How do you make healing food more accessible to folks in these situations? Do you have any small ways or tips that people can use to incorporate healthier practices? Yeah, inside of their food. I mean, definitely using or using using the whole plant 
right? I mean, like mm-hmm. you were saying, that does make it a little bit inaccessible, but dealing in food desert type of areas, I know that there are a bunch of programs that are popping up around having some type of fresh fruit, some types of fresh vegetables that are there, but not really and actually gravitating towards those and not really picking up on, you know, the process things, even though it might be difficult and learning how to make your own. Um, I know when COVID first hit, I found it very, I just looked at trends and I found it very ironic or amazing that people would gravitate towards picking up flour, like they were out of flour, sugar, like the essential things. And it really came back to people learning and doing these things at at home, making their own bread, making their own pasta and all of these type of things. So believe it or not, it might take a little bit of time, but learning how to make your own food or grow your own food in any type of capacity, or, I mean, I know it is difficult, you know, but just trying Mm -hmm. to really stay away from a lot of the process things or traveling a little bit further or whatever it takes, but it is extremely important. What are some things that you would suggest for people that like have Crohn's that are on a bunch of medications that that are really interested in trying to make their life completely different with whole foods and infused cuisine. Mm-hmm. What would be the first step? Yeah, for you? if you really want to have success, and this is when I really started to find success is when I created um, a journal writing something down, you know, and um, I actually am working with the University of Maryland to um, just developing something, you know, just a cannabis and food journal for educational purposes. But that's when it really was like a, a changer for me of what foods was I consuming, what strands did I have, and how did I consume it? You know, just jotting down those three things and how did I feel after, you know, and just jotting right. that down, that really started to empower me. And then I found out that, all right, I'm not allergic to tomatoes. Like I thought I was, you know, I'm actually allergic to the garlic that's in it, you know, the tomato sauce, you know? So, and that's when I started to really pay attention and then introducing cannabis. We talk about this a lot in like our classes, you don't need a Levo oil machine to infuse your foods, anything like that. Most of the time you have everything you need at home. You know, so of course mm-hmm. you're going to have to get the cannabis and stuff like that, but just really um, opening up your mind to say, hey, I do want to use this. I do want to work with this, you know, and then creating a journal too. That's a really great idea. So you, you mostly consume just through food and edibles and things like that. You don't really smoke when you Sometimes use Sometimes I might smoke, you know, but not really. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think that it really, for me, was a turning point with my Crohn's because I consumed cannabis for a long time before I actually made the connection, you know? I think it was when I was finally off of all of my pharmaceuticals that I could really make that connection. It was desperation, like you said, you know? I mean, it it was like, this is all I have. This Mm -hmm. is all I have access to. But I was just smoking flour at that point. And then I started, you know, making like the grasshoppers at home, uh-huh, <laughs> things uh-huh. like that, because I didn't have the, you know, the tools to really make infused butter and things like that. So, uh, and then I started noticing, you know, like, okay, well now I can actually eat something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's huge. I mean, it's like, it, it's not even, I think people don't understand that it's not that you don't want to eat. I mean, because obviously you do, you're hungry. <laughs> But for for me, at least, my Crohn's makes 
nausea overwhelming, like overwhelming to the point where even if I'm starving, I can't eat anything. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. I was actually talking to a friend about this not too long ago. I remember we went out. This is actually kind of per. I went on a date. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I ordered food. And um, ordered, you know, and this is kind of like when my Crohn's was in, kind of going into remission, you know. Mm -hmm. know. And so ordered food. I was so hungry. I was like, oh, my goodness, I cannot wait to eat. The food gets there. I take one bite of the food and I was like, I'm full. Like, I could not Mm -hmm. eat like one more thing. Of course, yeah, that was over after that. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, it was, it was just too much. It's just kind of, yeah, it just comes over you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't explain it to nope. people. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's, it's just such a, oh, it's such a debilitating thing. And, um, and then to top it off, the medicines they give you to manage the nausea, <laughs> make it so much worse, or they make mm-hmm. you so loopy. Mm-hmm. And we, I mentioned it, um, you know, before we recorded, but one thing that people don't think about is that um, when you're on all these pharmaceuticals, you have completely different reactions, right? Everybody's different. But for me, I was a hairstylist when I was going through being diagnosed officially. And if you want to talk about a place where people are going to talk about you, (laughs) you know, I couldn't have been in a worse situation as far as, you know, people making judgments and being judgy as hell. Um, yeah. And so I was losing weight rapidly. I was pale as a ghost. I could, my eyes were probably glossy. I don't know. I was, I was forgetting things. I, you know, and then they pumped me up through full of steroids. So it was just like every couple of months I was going through this roller coaster of side effects and, uh, you know, all this other loveliness that comes with it. Um, <laughs> So there was a lot of talk about me doing drugs, right? I even had, I've had bosses before think that I was on drugs while I was working. And the funny thing is, or the irony is that I was on pharmaceuticals. That was it. I wasn't even smoking at that point Uh or using Uh cannabis. Because at that point I was like, I don't need cannabis. I'm on a lot of pills right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need anything else to add to this. Um, And so it's like this added layer of stigma, right? That you have to deal with. And so I, I also wonder like, was that difficult for you professionally to overcome that? Like, or did you just right out of the gate say like, this is what I'm doing? And Oh, no, you can't. I mean, especially working in kitchens. I mean, that's right. where I came from, you know. So having to either leave the line because your stomach is cramping, you mm-hmm. know, you have to go into the bathroom for the next 10, 15 minutes on a busy Saturday night. I mean, how do you mm-hmm. think that's going to go over with your chef, you know? And right. so really they're like, what's the matter with you? What's going on? Of course it was, what are you doing in there? And I've had a chef walk in on me in the bathroom and I like, thought they were going to catch me, you know, doing something. And I was like, I, I, you know, I'm like, yo, I'm literally in, you know, <laughs> That just reminded me, I actually got fired from a restaurant because I was trying to waitress uh, while I was going through, um, I was going to say culinary school, cosmetology school. Um, And they, uh, and it was right when I had just gone in the hospital uh, for 
like the the the, the event you know that sent me over the edge that I they, I almost died you know mm-hmm. so I just it was right after that so I was like still like on the wrong medication and everything and and so I was like vomiting a lot and so I had to go to the bathroom a lot obviously mm-hmm. and they fired me for it they said you can come back when you're feeling better like what mm-hmm. is that exactly Exactly. Yeah. I've definitely been there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know people probably look at what you're doing now and think it's so glamorous, but you've put in the work and you continue to do it. And so I cannot thank you enough for like putting yourself out there and like making education such a priority. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cause it is, that's how we really break down that stigma. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're really putting yourself out there and, um, before we go, is there anything specific that you would like to promote? I know you have a lot coming up and Friendsgiving is right around the corner. Yes, Friendsgiving. Yeah, definitely check out greenpantherchef.com. We have a new menu um, just for Friendsgiving. You can definitely email us at info at greenpantherchef.com. And then also just for your listeners, we wanted to offer just a downloadable giveaway. Um, awesome. It's 10 ways. Yeah, the 10 best cooking tips to cooking with cannabis. So I'll leave that and I'll give you the link so your users can um, use that. Oh, nice. That is amazing. Um, do you have a lot of Friendsgiving orders coming up? It has been very interesting. Yes. Yes. So we're only doing 10, you know, and so we're actually almost sold out. We have two more that wow. we're going to accommodate for, but yeah, it's been really good. Do you have any tips for for people who want to um, use Friendsgiving as an opportunity to educate about the healing powers of cannabis? Yeah, definitely. I mean, microdosing, a lot of people think that having a dinner party or having a Friendsgiving or something like that, you have to completely make your food taste like weed or you have to have them really messed up or whatever you want to call it. It's just kind of um, educating them through just a good food experience you know, and knowing that the food doesn't have to taste a certain type of way in order for it to be effective. So I think that that's one of the best ways that we can actually use cannabis to say, hey, you do not have to be high to be healthy, you know? Right. I I think that's something that people also don't get, the people that don't use ca- cannabis. I'm making a lot of generalizations today. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But I think that like, you know, people think you just want to get high. And when you're in chronic pain or chronic illness, you don't get high most of the time when you just get relief. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's totally different. Like um, I was doing this party not too long ago. And it was, they were like, hey, we're turning. They were 21. You know, and they were really excited about it. You know, like we need yeah. 300 milligrams. Per <laughs> I'm like, look. Um, first of all, I'm not the one for that, but right. I mean, like, if you have some type of medical disclaimer, like if you have something, but 300 milligrams, because wow. you don't have to go that high. And the reason being is because if you do it right, the extraction process, you're not burning off the cannabinoids. You're good with 50 milligrams. If you're a recreational user, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to go that high at 50 milligrams. Yeah. So you're the proof, you know? So do you think that people that go higher than that might be using it incorrectly then? Or Um, they just don't have the right product? The thing is, is that 
I don't want to make a generalization like we, you know. So <laughs> yes, definitely, it's not incorrectly. So whatever, if it gives you relief and you're using something right. that is two hundred, definitely go for it. But what I found out with just like um some products that are extracted properly or just of a, a certain um background, you know, mm-hmm. that you don't need to go that high, you know, where right. it's a hundred milligram chocolate bar or 500 milligram chocolate bar and you right. eat the whole thing and it's like nothing you know yeah and I think maybe instead of focusing on the milligrams we focus like we just adjust the conversation a bit because um Dr. Amanda Knox posted the other day on Instagram about how we should stop using the word recreational mm-hmm. and say adult use because mm-hmm. no matter what way you're using it mm-hmm. it's medicinal mm-hmm. yep and it was like, at first I was like, oh, but I've said recreational so much. Yes. And I, you know, <laughs> and she wasn't saying that recreational is a bad thing. It's not a bad term. It's just that using that in relation to cannabis mm-hmm. perpetuates the idea that it can be used like alcohol or something like that. And it can, but that's, you know, like you're saying, it's the approach. It's like, when people are coming to you and saying, can I get 400 milligrams? It's like, well, what is your goal? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like you have some people, like I know this one woman, she has muscular dystrophy, you know? And so literally mm-hmm. she can take her metabolite, like she metabolizes really, really quickly. So she can literally take a thousand milligrams, you know, and be completely functional. It's insane. And then it's like, she'll have to do something else after, but it's, like that high for some people, I cannot touch going that high, but Hey, it works for her, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. It was Dr. Rachel Knox. I said, Amanda Knox. I was thinking the wrong person. Dr. Rachel Knox, who is awesome. You should definitely follow her on Instagram, yeah. but uh, yeah, that is definitely, that is something that, you know, you should definitely consider because I am one of these people that needs a higher dosage for uh-huh. pain issues, but also, you know, being mindful about what it is that you're consuming and why you're consuming uh-huh. does take it to another level. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like smoking just to smoke. It just doesn't do anything anymore for me, at least, no, you know? Yeah, yeah no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get like what I can out of the flower, you know, especially when the flower isn't that great, you know, yeah. depending on where you are, um, that, you know, you might be better off just sticking with the tinctures or the concentrates if you're looking for a way to break away from it. Because I think um, some of my friends who have Crohn's that don't consume cannabis, I think that's the roadblock for them. You know, they don't want to smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, and then learning how to different like modalities too. You know, yeah. so it isn't only about gummies, you know, you can definitely infuse it inside of like your teas and your honeys and just different, different approachable ways, you know, to cook yeah. cannabis, use cannabis. That's how you really kind of, you know, just make right. it approachable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for doing just that and for sharing time with us today. Um, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I really appreciate you taking your time. And just one more time before we go, I want to make sure that everyone knows where they can find you. I'm going to link it all in the notes, episode notes. And before I forget, we have a medium channel now 
where we will have longer recaps um, of the episodes and important links that are mentioned. So, um, so check out greenpantherchef.com. And is there anything else that you'd like to add before we go? Yeah, follow us on social media at greenpantherchef.com. That's on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that good type of stuff. Awesome. TikTok, yes. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> you have a TikTok? I oh, man, I have to try that like, again. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is actually a whole new wave. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I tried to get into it, and then I was like, this is like a whole thing. I need to... <laughs> I need to have time for that. And thank goodness I do have a daughter, you know, constantly. Hey, you know, she just made me an intro video. Like, I mean, seriously, it's amazing though. That is so cool. (laughs) That is also really cool. She gets to see you doing what you're doing and it's like next generation, right? (laughs) Change the way we think about cannabis and food. Um, Until next time. Stay high and beautiful. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.